Good morning, good morning to you, you. Good morning, good morning. Won't you share with a friend or two? Good morning, good morning to you, you. Good morning, good morning to you, you. Good morning, good morning to you, and many more. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, or really good afternoon, as it is 12 o'clock p.m., 12.05 p.m. today. I want to welcome you to Daring Dialogues. I am your host, Shante Charles, and it is Friday. Now, if you know me and you've been around a while, you know that this is Get Free Friday. And what do I mean by that? It's Get Free Friday, Get Free Friday, Get a Move On, Get Free. So with Get Free Friday, we talk about all things finance, health, um, really finance and health and mental wellness. And if you've been kind of paying attention to some of the books that we've been reading, there's really a thread of wellness and mental health issues that kind of threads through most of the books that we're reading. And why do I say this? Because I am finding that there is a great deal of people online who are in conversations and you can tell by what they're saying online and what they're typing online that they are not mentally well. They are not mentally well. And I ran into a lot of that on yesterday, especially on Facebook. I ran into that a lot online where I had to stop and ask the Lord, am I the one that is off or are these people off? <laughs> And then I had to uh, share a couple of things that I was reading with some of my therapist friends and get their feedback because I'm like, is it me or is it them? Because the them with the dysfunctional thinking and speech is becoming more and more increasingly regular online and trying to reason with people who are not in a good mental health space will have you sometimes questioning your own health space. So I had to say, listen, I need to bring in a third party because I need to know if it's me or if it's them. Cause I'm seeing a lot more of dysfunctional responses to things that should be common sense. than I am seeing sane responses, sane responses. So, um, I do want to encourage you to take care of your mental health, take care of your, your wellness space. And that's why we are going to be looking at this book for the second half of our season. What is this book? This book is called Rest is Resistance, a Manifesto 
by Tricia Hersey, founder of the NAP Ministry. Now, if you've been on my pages, you know that I have been sharing a little bit of her work that she's done through um, her social media work. But this is a culmination of some of that so social media work into a book form. And then she also has a set of affirmation cards that go along with the book. And the affirmation cards are called the Rest Deck. You can find them online. It's called the Nap Ministries Rest Deck. 50 Practices to Resist Grind Culture. So we're going to read one from her rest deck, and then I'm going to introduce you to her. I'm going to read the introduction because she talks about why she wrote this, her preface, rather. She's going to talk about why she wrote this book. And so the affirmation for today that's on her card says, the more I sleep, the more I wake up, I will stay in rest. In other words, the more I take care of my body, the more I take care of my natural processes of getting the proper amount of rest, the better I am when I am awake. Now, some people would say, well, why are you resting? Well, because when you rest, your brain recharges. Your brain takes all of that information that you've been taking in and you process it. People who run on a lack of sleep are not at their best selves. Hence, some of the accidents that people have on the road, for example, have to do with people who are half awake, people who are not getting proper rest, people who are driving drowsily and they fall asleep at the wheel. That is a big thing um, in terms of you know, crashes and how many crashes, how many uh, crashes involve people who are just sleepy. They're drowsy. They may be working from one end to the next. They be, may be working two or three jobs in this grind culture, which is causing them to lose out on rest. So the instruction on the back, she has an affirmation on the front and an instruction on the back. And it says, Productivity is a myth. There is no need to rush at this moment. Make time to sit with your eyes closed for 10 minutes. Rest your eyes. Focus on your breathing. Visualize a warm softness wrapping around you like a fluffy blanket. Let the sounds in the room wash over you. You can just be. So I want to challenge you today. If you have not carved out at least 10 minutes of time in your day-to-day, -day, carve out 10 minutes of time for yourself to close your eyes, sit quietly, breathe deeply, think, and listen. And then if you're like me and you have a journal, jot down what comes to your mind after you're done with that 10 minutes. Put it on a timer if you need to. If you say, man... If I close my eyes, I'm going to be out of here because I have so much to get done. I'm afraid I might fall asleep and not wake back up. Put yourself on a timer. Give yourself an alarm and make your alarm really, really loud. Make it an obnoxious noise. But do something to carve out that 10 minutes of time today. All right, so let's get into uh, Tricia's why. 
I just came out of a art lesson as um turning to that. I just came out of an art lesson with a younger student today. And as we are looking at going back to school, I want to um share with you something that she something that she said that prompted me to just as parents, I want to remind you to make sure that you are pouring into your child every single day something positive about themselves. So in our drawing lesson, we were starting with the, we, we've been drawing animals and now we're moving on to drawing humans. So we started with the face today and just helping her to understand how to draw a face, how to divide the face into proportions, you know, figuring out where the eyes go, where the nose goes, where the lips go. And as I was talking to her and we got down to the facial features and we got down to talking about the nose, my student said out of the blue, is my nose beautiful? What do you think about my nose? And I was so glad that I had, I was able to kind of fix my face because I wasn't expecting that moment, right? With so much affirmations and positivity really happening in the world. But this is a young child. This is, you know, first grader. And she said, is my nose beautiful? What do you think about my nose? And I proceeded to tell her, first of all, every nose is beautiful and every nose has a purpose. And that nose that we have covers up that area on, on our face that allows us to breathe. So your nose has a purpose. That's the first thing I let her know. And then I said, of course your nose is beautiful. Your nose is beautiful. Your eyes are beautiful. Your lips are beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. Your skin is beautiful. And then we took a moment and I trucked on over there to YouTube and I turned on Jules TV, J-O-O-L-S TV on YouTube. And I played for her the affirmation song that shows different children singing about how they love themselves. They love their self, they love their hair, they love their skin, they love their melanin. And she began to sing along with the song. And I saw her eyes light up and I saw her demeanor change. And I saw her looking like, oh my gosh, these kids look like me. They have hair like me. They're looking in the mirror and saying how much they love themselves. And she started singing, I love myself, I love my skin. I'm telling you, in those few minutes, I got a chance to empower a child with some words, some insight, and some purpose about themselves. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be the only adult that she comes across, right? But I hope that I planted a seed to help her to understand that she is lovely and that she is beautiful. 
just the way that she has been made. So as we look at taking care of ourselves, I want you to know that the sooner we do that with the people that are around us, the sooner we continue to enforce those good things, those positive things about ourselves, with not just adults around us, but I want to remind you to also enforce it with children. Enforce it with children. And especially with the school year starting, I hope that she will be able to go into her classroom spaces feeling a little bit more confident about who she is and how she was made and how she was created. Now, let's get into the preface of rest is resistance. Some people say preface, some people say preface. Either one, it's the reason why she's writing. She says, rest saved my life. This is my truth. I don't need anyone else to verify this, nor do I need complicated theories to support what I know to be true in my heart, my body, and my spirit. My pilgrimage with rest as a form of resistance and liberation practice is a deeply personal one. It is one that started way before anyone heard of the nap ministry on social media. Resting was my attempt to solve a problem in my life. And like most black women before me, I worked within the realms of my own life and history to create a way. While in a brutally busy graduate program with financial issues, family illness, and the threat of racial violence always swirling around, I started to experiment with rest. My commitment to rest as a form of resistance came from my everyday experiences of being a part of the machine level pace of our culture and surviving the trauma of the terror of poverty, exhaustion, white supremacy, and capitalism. I took to napping all over my campus while in seminary and when I was home. I believed deeply that I would rest because I was exhausted physically and spiritually, and I saw no other way to make it. I was beyond rational thought about whether I would be able to thrive from this and simply leaped without a net. I was fueled by the deep history of cultural trauma I was studying while in seminary. I was reading slave narratives while studying Jim Crow terrorism and falling asleep with a book on my chest. I was guided by Harriet Tubman, proclaiming after waking up from a prophetic dream, my people are free. The audacity to proclaim freedom via rest in the now. Rest has been revolutionary for my soul. This book is a testimony and testament of my refusal to donate my body to a system that still owes a debt to my ancestors for the theft of their labor and dream space. I refuse to push my body to the brink of exhaustion and destruction let the chips fall where they may. I trust myself more than capitalism. Our refusal will make space for abundance. We will have to leap and trust rest. May the ground underneath hold us, and if we must collapse, may a soft pillow be there. This book is a scream on a bullhorn for the collective to join me in disrupting and pushing back. The nap ministry is a warm blanket swaddling us all back to our deepest selves, a more human place, a resting place. It is never easy to explain why I started the nap ministry, 
It is so layered and organic. I have been asked the question of its origin thousands of times by strangers, journalists, and social media followers. Everyone is thirsty for quick details of why I would dream up a project about napping. I am elated the story has not been an easy and direct answer because like decolonizing, it will take enormous effort in the form of radical healing, change, redemption, and collective care. Everything always starts with the personal. The origins of the nap ministry begin with the story of my family in fragmented parts. The micro histories and small details of our lives do hold the keys to our redemption. My rest resurrection begins with my desperation to find relief from my own exhaustion via curiosity, experimentation, and self-preservation. She says, I come from a legacy of exhaustion. My maternal grandmother, Aura, the muse of this work, a refugee from Jim Crow terrorism, rested her eyes every day for 30 minutes to an hour in an attempt to connect and find peace. My great-grandmother, Rhody, I am told, stayed up late nightly on her farm in deep Mississippi with a pistol in her apron pocket to creatively solve any problems from the Ku Klux Klan. The reality of our survival from white supremacy and capitalism is deeply shocking to me. I am in awe at what our bodies can hold. We must lighten the loads. Survival is not the end goal for liberation. We must thrive and we must rest. As a child, I would watch my grandmother Aura as she sat on her plastic covered yellow couch and meditated for 30 minutes every single day. She fled her home in Mississippi with thousands of other African-Americans during the great migration of the 1950s. Aura floated up north on a spaceship built from uncertainty and hope as she landed in Chicago. She magically raised eight children while dodging poverty, racism, and the invisibility of being a black woman in America. Her commitment to resting her eyes every day for 30 minutes was radical. Her ability to demand space to simply just be was a form of resistance in her time. While my grandmother rested her eyes, I would tiptoe around her home trying not to wake her up. I always thought she was sleeping while sitting up. I was curious about her rest practice and thought she was so eccentric. Whenever I would inquire if she was sleeping, her response was always the same. Every shut eye ain't sleep. I am resting my eyes and listening for what God wants to tell me. While all the world around her was attempting to crush her spirit, she rested and resisted the beast of grind culture. She taught my mother to rest. She taught me to rest. I am humbled to be a vessel to guide thousands on their own rest journey as we embrace rest as a way to make us all more human. My inspiration to rest is deep and expansive. I'm inspired by invention and the opportunity to craft something new from scratch. I'm inspired by remixing and being subversive. I am inspired by disruption and tenderness. I am inspired by imagination. I am inspired by grief, mourning, and lament. I believe deeply in vulnerable generative spaces for healing. I am inspired by rest daydreaming, and sleep. Our collective rest will not be easy. Why? All of culture is collaborating for us not to rest. 
I understand this deeply. We are sleep deprived because the systems view us as machines, but bodies are not machines. Our bodies are a site of liberation. We are divine and our rest is divine. There is synergy, interconnectedness, and deep communal healing within our resting movement. I believe rest and sleep and naps and daydreaming, and I believe of slowing down. This can help us all wake up to see the truth of ourselves. Rest is a healing porter, portal to our deepest selves. Rest is care. Rest is radical. We must stand and lay firmly in the space of creating a life filled with the rest and radical care, even amid oppressive forces. Rest is resistance is our tagline and mantra, our call. Rest is a form of resistance because it disrupts and pushes back against capitalism and white supremacy. Both these toxic systems refuse to see the inherent dignity in all human beings and have used bodies as a tool simply for production, evil and destruction for centuries. Grind culture has made us all human machines, willing and ready to donate our lives to a capitalist system that thrives by placing profits over people. The rest is resistance movement is a connection and a path back to our true nature. We are stripped down to who we really were before the terror of capitalism and white supremacy. We are enough. We are divine. If we are not resting, we will not make it. I need us to make it. We must thrive. I know our collective rest will liberate us and shift consciousness. A rest movement, a spiritual movement, a political movement rooted in care and justice. Deprogramming from our brainwashing will take intention and time. Rest is a meticulous love practice and we will be unraveling from our sleep deprivation and socialization around grinding for the remainder of our days. This is a blessing. Rest is radical because it disrupts the lie that we are not doing enough. It shouts, no, that is a lie. I am enough. I am worthy now and always because I am here. The rest is resistance movement is a connection and a path back to our true nature. We are stripped down to who we really were before the terror of capitalism and white supremacy. We are enough. We are divine. Our bodies don't belong to these toxic systems. We know better and our spirits know better. The legacy of exhaustion stops with me. I invite you into the portal that rest provides. Capitalism cannot have me. White supremacy cannot have me. Join me in reclaiming our dream space. The time to rest is now. I wish you rest today. I wish you a deep knowing that exhaustion is not a normal way of living. You are enough. You can rest. You must resist anything that does not center your divinity as a human being. You are worthy of care. So, as we go into her um, introduction, she's going to talk about the tenets of 
her movement and the tenets of what it means to rest and why you should rest, why you should take naps, why you should resist the grind culture. All of that is going to be a part of this book as we uh, dive into it. But I'm going to stop here for today because we'll be back in it next Friday. So if you want to grab a copy, you want to order it online, you want to go to your local bookstore and see if they have it, I highly encourage you to invest in this book because it is a spiritual practice. It's a political practice. It's an economic practice. And so as we read, you might want to underline some things. You want to might want to mark in it. Um, as I started just reading her uh, preface, <laughs> I'll show you. So when I read books, this is why I buy people clean copies. I give them clean copies because uh, when I read books, I go in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So as we dive into this, like I said, you might want to grab your own copy because she says so many powerful things in here. One of them is the fact that rest is radical because it disrupts the lie that you're not doing enough. Okay. Rest is resistance is the book. She has a set of affirmation cards that go along with the book. It's called the rest deck. So I ordered both of mine at the same time so I could get them at the same time. And today's affirmation card is the more I sleep, the more I wake up, I will stay in rest. And why is this so important? Because we're living in a time, we're living in an age that says if you aren't productive, you are not valuable as a human being. And if you're not valuable as a human being, then it somehow gives this government and these systems the right to eliminate you. Because they feel like you're not contributing enough. And we have seen where that leads. When we start othering people, when we start saying, oh, well, if they don't, if they don't put out a certain amount of products or they don't deliver a certain amount of goods, then what are they here for, right? You have people that actually believe that. Um, the way that some of these companies are run, they're run as if you are a machine and you have to put out, you have to spit out a certain amount of product per day. And there are people who have literally worked themselves into exhaustion to the point where they're no longer here because they weren't getting enough sleep. They weren't hydrating their bodies. They were working themselves into non-existence. And you know what happened after they worked themselves into non-existence? Within 24 to 48 hours, they were replaced and somebody else took on their grind. So one of the things that she does emphasize in her writing is not allowing these systems to treat you like you are not human. Machines, even machines get serviced. I don't care how good the machine is. Even your car has to go for servicing, right? 
Even your car has to go for tune-ups. Even your car has to get the tires changed and rotated, right? Even your car has to refuel on gas and you have to check your oil and make sure your oil is correct and clean and all these other things. So if we can see that with even with a machine has to take a break or pause or refuel or repair, why do we not think as human beings that we have to do those same things? So if you are in the space where you feel like you're going, 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 and not getting any rest, I want you to consider investing in this reading that we're going to be doing. We'll be doing it every Friday um, for the month of the rest of this month. I will be on on Fridays at 12.05, but going forward in September, we'll be back at our 11 a.m. reading time on Fridays. So that is what I wanted to share with you today. If you're coming on a little bit late, make sure you rewind back to the beginning because I was sharing something earlier about um, children and affirmations and making sure that we are investing um, positive words into our young people. All right. If you would like to come on and join me for some conversation, let's chop it up a little bit about this idea of rest, grind culture. How are we getting rest? How are we slowing down? How are we adding that meditative time, that prayer time into our day? And beyond prayer, are you just simply taking time to think? Because I have times of prayer, but for me, prayer is an ongoing conversation. So whenever I feel like I need to pray, I go within and I pray and I say what I got to say and I keep it moving. All right. Pastor Ben is going to come in and converse with us today. If you are listening by Spotify, Google Play, any other uh, podcast you found us there. I want to say thank you for your time and attention. This conversation is continuing on season 12, episode 59. You can find it on Instagram on our Daring Dialogues page. Be well and be light. Take care.